What up, though? This is the Free Game Producer Podcast. My name is Brian Andre, and I got the big homie, the super producer, the multi-platinum producer, Will Power in the building. What up, homeboy? What it do? What it do? Man, it's a blessing to be here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got shit cracking up in here, man, at the Great Matter Collective Studios. We had a crazy week. Crazy week. You had an extra crazy week because you did all last weekend with iStandard doing all kind of events for their um, uh, Atlanta Beat Camp. Yeah, man, you know beat camp, man. There was the uh, beast of the beats. There yeah, was like man. panels. It was yeah, uh, all kind of stuff. It was all kind of stuff, on, going man. On, man. And just to give everybody backstory, I first met Will Power at an ATL beat camp. Yeah, years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I remember saying? that. And that's the power. I think I talk about it a little bit in our interview today. In interview, yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that's what's up. I know Sunday night. I was winding down watching some uh, football, and you hit me up about coming coming out to the uh, Beast of the Beats. Yeah, glad I did too, man. Because well, it was dope. I'm glad. I, the reason I hit you though is because like everywhere I was going, everybody was saying, "Yo, where Brian at? Where's Brian?" You know That's what I'm saying? Up. So like, it just goes to show, man. We got a lot of people in the production community, in the music community, listening to the podcast, and so when they saw me out in the streets, they was like, "Yo, where B at?" So yeah. I was like, "All right, cool." Let That's me a blessing, yeah. And I enjoyed myself, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, we heard some dope producers because you all had a celebrity uh, plug plug pass. Yeah, we had a yeah yeah plug plug pass. Yeah, it's like an event that they have at iStandard where like uh, quote unquote the celebrity producers come up, play yeah. beats, people with placements, people have been doing like some things out here getting some stuff off. So it was crazy. And shout out to friends of the show, Mark Bird, played some dope beats. Black you know metaphor, what I'm black metaphor, who is one of my favorites. Drop some heat. And but, he played, uh, what is it, Uli Ambaye, or what did you call your favorite game? Ali Boumaye. Ali my Bumbaye, favorite game yeah. song, by the way. No doubt. He from played my favorite artist game. Yeah. And he played that as his opening track. You know crazy, what I'm saying? man. Went crazy. But you, who really, who really like had me like beside myself was another friend of the show, Major Seven. Major Seven, boy. My man, I didn't know he had heat like that. Of course, he flexed on us and played, played the Hendrix joints yeah. from Future, yeah. you know. Yeah. But he played some just his unreleased beats that was just like crazy yeah he's dope man and like that's what i like about it like you know whenever we go to those shows man you realize you start to realize you in the room with people who actually making the records that you hear on the radio yeah and so you know he played some records from drake that he did he played joints from uh rick ross like it was just crazy man to have them kind of people in the building yeah representing and uh shout out to iStander because they always do stuff like this for producers and i just think that yeah, it's dope to be in a, that that type of environment. Yeah, and speaking of I standard, we having almost like an I standard kind of episode because yeah. we got interview with Jay Hatch. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. We have uh, the uh, the winner and the runner up for the yeah, Beast yeah. of the Beast. Yeah, the runner up was a cat named Chris Wells, Chris Wells. out of D- uh, Detroit. Detroit. He so came you know in. we had to get him on the show. Yeah, he did really, me? did really do. Yeah, Detroit people, you know. Uh-huh, you know. So it's really dope that you know. He was able to stop by, man, mm-hmm. and then we had the actual winner of mm-hmm. the contest. Yeah, and uh, he came and killed it, man. It's a uh, black yeah. belt, black bell beats. I yes. keep messing it up because <laughs> you know he already, but he explains how dope his name and how it came yeah, out about beats, in the yeah. thing. But it's black bell beats. Yeah, and uh, he came in from Europe. Yeah, and, France. Yeah, France. Yeah. And so it's just really dope to watch people come and do these type of things and actually. Yeah. Succeeding, you know what yeah. I'm saying, and so from that, that went down, and then of course that morphed into more things that we got involved with as a as a collective. Mm-hmm. Um, Mogul status, which is Jay Hatch, ended up coming over and doing the Mogul meeting at our facility, yeah. which is a inspirational and um, 
like uh, encouraging business style seminar yeah. where he just kind of talks about his books and he talks yeah. about you know all of the things that he's involved yeah. with and he tries to help and encourage like up and coming business yeah. people in business yeah. and he um, uh, he kind of goes into that a little yeah, he gets bit into during it during the interview so um, you know, on top to that. of that you know, of course, I connected with producers. I have my homie Capital P come in from Germany. He been here for like a couple of weeks with us. He showed up to the Beats and Business seminar a few weeks ago. Crazy. And he's been like pretty much hanging out with us the whole time. Crazy. Coming in. We got records. We probably did like maybe five or six, you know, productions together since he's been in, in, the, nice. in the States. Nice. And then, of course, um, I had Black Bell Beats come back. Yeah. And he brought Fuego with him, yeah. who is another super fire yeah. uh, producer from Europe. Um, they've kind of got like a, a great relationship as producers overseas. Yeah, and they, and are, so, and they are in here right now. Yeah, as matter, of fact. matter of fact, we, we they are here. Right now, yeah, they're you know here. What <laughs> but what's really dope about their relationship is uh, overseas, they trade off. It seems like they've been trading off those championships over there uh Overseas, so Crazy. they both were dope enough to come over from Europe as winners of these contests. Yeah. That I standard and other, I don't really know the whole process. The uh, hatch kind of gets into yeah. it, but they're here, man. And the bottom line is they're super dope, and we got a chance to sit in here and work. So we got some new records that we're working on together, yeah, and it's that, just it's that's just incredible dope because I have this fascination, man, and with uh, the music scene in Europe. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, I, I really hard. Hard body do. Yeah, that's why we had uh, Brink Sinatra a few weeks ago on the show, man. Ask yeah. him about you know his work, but I have a real fascination with. Yeah, he's like from Norway, right? No, uh, no, uh, Austria, Vienna, Austria. V- oh yeah, yeah. And the episode dope. doing real well too, by the way. Yeah, like once yeah. he posted it, but yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, you know, I just love like you know picking their brains, particularly French. I speak a little French. I was kind of uh, joking <laughs> with Black Bell. He was kind of asking yeah, I mean, shit. Just because you can say French. Detroit and that's a French word, no, that doesn't man, mean I you speak French, man. Ask him. He I, Detroit. Ask him. I was saying stuff to him. Like he'll tell you, I was saying stuff to him, and he was saying stuff back, you know. And I was kind of trying to understand. He said, "Pourquoi?" I'm like, "What is it? Oh yeah, like, I don't know why." So you know, <laughs> you were talking. Don't, don't try to. Try to downplay hey, my man, look. Francais, you know, Detroit. Anyway. from Detroit. So, so I think it's dope. Though. I think it's dope <laughs> that like we've got like all these people from from Europe in in the building, man. Yeah, man, no, it's really crazy, dope, man. You know, so, so man, so what's up this week, man? What's going on? You know, we um we're talking about the Grammys because we actually recorded an intro last week and we didn't get a chance to put it out. Uh, it'll probably you know I'll probably still put it up like maybe on just so people can kind of keep up to like when we we'll like maybe. Just put it up so people can keep up to when we didn't put something out. Because a lot of times people miss that information because we get busy. Yeah. And that's not really fair to our listeners. So we'll probably yeah. drop that intro somewhere. You know what I'm saying? And I was going to talk about it again. We could skip it. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go over no, the, talk about it. Go there, man. Go over uh, the Grammys again, man. Because because that was a, a, a good topic for that week Yeah. in terms of the albums that were nominated for the Grammys. I think I even posted something on our Instagram. If you don't follow us on Instagram, follow us at Free Game Podcast, at Free Game Podcast on IG. Yep. And, you know, a lot of folks were chiming in, telling us, you know, what they thought were, should have been, the albums that were nominated, you know, um, record of the year. Um, you had uh, Childish Gambino with Redbone, um, Jay Z, the OJ Story, uh, Kendrick Lamar, Humble, Bruno Mars, 24 Karat Magic, um, that Daddy Yankee song with uh, Louis Fonsi and Justin Bieber. Despacito mm. uh, was nominated for record of the year, album of the year. I'm just kind of just throwing some stuff out there. Album of the year, 
Childish Gambino, Waking My Love, 444 from Jay-Z, Damn Kendrick Lamar, Lord uh, Melodrama. Shout out to S1. He got a placement on there as well. 24K, Magic Bruno Mars, Album of the Year, you know, and just on and on. Best New Artist, uh, Khalid, uh, Alyssa, Kara, Uzi Vert, Julia Michaels, and SZA. Yeah. Um, Best Hip Hop Album. Let me kind of go down there a little bit because they had... uh, a little bit of controversy. My man Q-Tip kind of got really upset that he wasn't nominated. Yeah, he was heated. Um, but you had 444 from Jay-Z. Yeah. Dan from Kendrick Lamar. Culture from Migos. Rhapsody, Layla's Wisdom, and Flower Boy from Tyler, the Creator. And, you know, a Tribe Called Quest album came out in November last year. Yeah. And what I was saying last week was that a lot of times, if your album comes out early, and we looked it up because I think um, Migos' album came out the the end of 2016 um so did uh um uh Childish Gambino album came out the end of 2016 but those albums kind of lasted in terms of the promo I mean Childish Gambino's uh, song was at the beginning of um uh Get Out Redbone right you know what I'm saying right 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 it's not Redbone um what was the other song let me say Stay Woke Stay woke. Yeah. So you had certain things to carry your album over, but but a tribe called Quest though, they didn't really like. They had a lot of buzz at first, and it was a great album. It ended up going gold, but they didn't have any singles or any kind of campaigning throughout the year. And for the Grammy Awards, you have to have that campaign in place, I think, right? In order to really like, because even Rhapsody, her album just came out a couple months ago. Yeah, but I they've mean, been campaigning for that joke. Yeah, you know what I, I, and you know what, my feeling on the whole thing about the Grammys is, I just kind of feel like they need to either work on the actual. I guess, would, would you call it a fiscal year for them or whatever? Yeah. But they have a certain period of time that they consider for that year's Grammys. And um, it starts in October and it also ends in October, October yeah. which is cool, but it's kind of strange. I kind of wish it would maybe bump down to maybe November. But, I mean, you know, it's probably some significant reasoning behind it that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. However, what it always seems to do is... It kind of, in my opinion, it puts people like Childish Gambino at a disadvantage when you go and you do an album that is so incredibly um, forward-thinking and just innovative, as well as throwback. Mm-hmm. And then you yeah. kind of set the tone for everybody else who's dropping albums that next year. And, um, and then so when they do that... Um, you know what I'm saying? You're up against people who you basically set up their new sounds. You're you're the reason why you inspired some of the next set of albums that came out. And so I'm like, that kind of puts him at a disadvantage for winning record of the year because you never know. Somebody comes back and they go use the same type of, you know. That's uh, an interesting perspective. Yeah. They kind of set the tone. It's, it's almost like when you're doing a song. And you rap first, and send send it off, and they can somebody can hear your verse, and then yeah, kill you and they on come the back and kill you on your own record, right, right. right? So I just kind of feel like that's it, you know. Now greatness is greatness, so I don't. I'm not saying that it's unfair like that, but it does just feel like, you know, when you have some kind of body of work like that, that's that great. I kind of want to give those people that opportunity. So I, you know, I always wish that the Grammys were more like seasonal. 
So you could probably see a Grammy Award go out two times a year as opposed to once a year. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, it's my opinion. And I, I, oh, I feel like I definitely, <laughs> I definitely feel like, you know, if you were to consider six months of work as opposed to and that's only because the I like the yearly thing though. Well, I, I mean, listen, man, times are changing though. That's my point. Like, I agree with the yearly thing some years ago when it's like basketball it used season. to take one a year. Every year. It was but it used to every year. But hear me out. You okay. used to take a year, you know, to to work an album. Now, okay. you drop an album and you got three months to put this shit out. You got three months for the world to to take this on, hmm. and then within the next three months after that, it's forgotten. Like, we're not even, like, nobody... Now, there was a song that made it beyond a year's work. You know, like, Stay Woke is still pretty much in rotation in some situations. But nothing like... Remember back in the day, like, um, Michael Jackson would drop a record, man, and the single would be out for a year before they drop another single. Not even... We're not even talking about no Mm -hmm. three-month, four-month, six-months. Like, yo, we playing Billie Jean for the next year. You feel me? And then we ain't dropping the next record until after that. You know, so I understood then why it took so long to, you could take a long time to figure out the Grammys because the music was being worked a lot longer. But it's like now, it come out, you got six months to live, then you dead. That's it, no matter how good it is. And the only records who seem to make it through the whole year cycle are the ones that go Number one, number two, maybe one through ten on the top forty, because we all know there's a lot of money in radio. There's a lot of money in everything. That's what right. I was gonna say. Yeah. I was gonna say because you know, Charles Gambino album came out the first week of December 2016, yeah. and Bruno Mars came out in November, the same month that the Tribe Called Quest came right. out. However, but yeah. it, you know, the Tribe was, was on Epic, but you still didn't see a lot of money and a lot of campaigning it around. It wasn't them. nowhere near the you money that went into Bruno Mars, of course. Right. You know, so that's kind of uh, which which that's not really the topic. Of course, we're not talking about that, but we are talking. Let's, about, let's get deep on it. You know, L.A. Reid got fired from Epic, right? So, like, you know, did anybody from Epic get get nominated? Future didn't. Future to me has a couple uh, big albums. Future definitely should have been in the running so, for some major. Yeah. So, I mean, like, does that play a factor? In other words, you've got a lot of other things that I hope our audience is paying attention to. A lot of other things. Um, at stake. Yeah. And here's a, even a deeper question. People talk about how you don't have to sign with a label to, to get it popping. Right. Think about this, though. If you're after, like, history and accolades, maybe you have to go with, get with a label. Maybe get in sign. Because what independent artist that's not affiliated with a label other than Chance the Rapper? And, and that's his own controversy in and of itself as far as who he's affiliated with, right? Whether he's independent or not independent. Right. Other than that, Exception to the rule, yeah. you're not getting nominated for no Grammy. Yeah, like it's like, yeah, it's very unusual. Unless you got a lot of money for, behind it, right? You. It's very unusual for an independent to win record or album of the year. A true independent. A true independent. I got to do some research because I don't even. I can't even think of one. I mean, on the top I think a head. few years ago, like uh, the Spalding girl, I forget her name. I'm sorry. I, okay. I hate that I don't remember names, but she was um, a musician. I think she played the cello. Okay. See, I'm, somebody. I don't know. But but anyway, she was she won the prestigious award, which was I think, song of the year or album or something. Okay. But anyway, 
Because even with Chance last year, we knew that he may be in the, he may not be signed to a label, but he had powers that be on his side campaigning for him. Right. They changed the rule for the homie. You know what I'm saying? So like they changed the rule, but I still don't consider him like completely independent. I kind of feel the same right. way I felt about him that I felt about Macklemore a few yeah. years before that, yeah, where it was thing. like. Come on, man. Like, out of nowhere, this dude got all the you money people, of the world yeah, exactly. and, like, so, all of the resources in the world. So so that's something to think about because the yeah. Grammys is still prestigious. And if you're really after, like, history, I guess, yeah. or do you see this happening? Or do you see the, a, a future where the Grammys will mean less in 10 years from now, 15 years from now? I do feel like with people creating this, I, I bet you I'd put money on it that there's going to be some infrastructure changes. Has to be. Has to be. Because you're not going to you can't survive when legends like Q-Tip call you out. You can't. I'm sorry. Whether, whether it really matters or not, you can't have a person like that downing the uh, the procedure. Yeah. And, and speaking on it with such passion. Yeah. Like that's just not right. Like Q-Tip is respected and and you don't want him to create some type of... He had a good point, too. He had a good point. Because he was like, look, we can't perform. I didn't want to perform last year. I mean, even if you got to come up with new new categories, like, man, like, honestly, like, anybody who's been in the business 20-plus years and takes a break and drops an album that is critically acclaimed, there should be some type of recognition for them. Let me ask you this question, mm-hmm. then. In your opinion, do you think their album... Uh, was worthy of a nomination for hip hop album of the year, rap album of the year. I do not. Considering you don't, why not? Who do you? So you, you, you don't think it was better than than? Uh, I'm just curious to get your opinion on. I don't think it was better think, than Tyler the Creator. I don't, I don't think, think so it either. was better than Jay Z. I don't think it was better than um, Kendrick Lamar. I don't. I do. I could, I do. We well, both, I mean, it, this is just my opinion. No, we, I, so we both said to "Damn" that. wasn't our favorite. Kendrick it's not album. my favorite album, but I will say culturally, it did not affect our culture the way "Damn" did. So okay, so we talking because I didn't like "Damn." I didn't so, like "Damn." So we factoring so. in that. We factoring in. I mean, cultural. you have to if we're talking about an okay, award. I, I didn't know. Okay. I'm just saying, in the sense okay. of if we're speaking about an award that is deserving because it really affected. Because to me, the Grammys has a different thing than, and we talked about this before. American Music Awards. It's different than the American Music Awards. Awards. To me, the Grammys stand for cultural relevance. Hmm, To me. To me. That's what I look at it for. It's like, yo, what was dope? Well, why did he win the Grammy? Well, because he did something that wasn't being done or it affected the culture tremendously. Hmm, Okay. Now, I do feel that to Pimp a Butterfly was a much more cultural album. I would that's when I was 100% for that. Yeah. But I have to give damn uh, I have to give it to damn too because what he did on damn was he diversified himself yeah. in order you know to relate and yeah. it was a it he had was his biggest singles. He had be some, humble. it was huge, man. You know. And it, and to this day and you, and sometimes you know there are things you can't overlook. I'm sorry. If it's reaching, if it's reaching the world, that, we yeah. can't overlook that. It's kind of like the argument we had with Chance the Rapper. It was like, no, nobody was really running around screaming about how dope this dude's album was, but we were very having many, many conversations about how he was culturally affecting the record business. Yeah, by the moves he made, by the independence that he had, by the the rants he was doing, just everything yeah. just kind of made sense. So, in that respect. It wasn't. It didn't even deserve you. to be in that conversation. Well, I do think a trap album. I would have 
nominated over the Migos and Rhapsody's album. I would I would have put their album ahead of now, ahead of both of those. I would, from a fan standpoint, I would say, man, none of that compares. But I'm just going off how the albums, the, how yeah. albums sound. Yeah, I respect that. I you, can make that a, you can make an argument. Fair. Migos, you know, Bad and Bougie had a big cultural. That's fair, man. But then but, you got other albums, man, that were like really, really good, man. Like Vince Staples had a dope album. Like people had dope albums, man. Like I think Hendrix album should have been nominated right, for something. Right. I, I can't that, argue with that. Hendrix, I think but, I felt like Future Hendrix was a little more regional sounding than me, but it still represented the culture in a way that is still alive and well, very alive and well. My thing is this: I don't think you need a Grammy just because you came back. I think you deserve a Legends Award for still being able to right. to put a dent in the game because you can. I respect that. I but respect don't, that you too. can't just come in here talking about because we dropped the album. But I think the album was a great album. It was. It was. A, it was, a, it I was. Mean, worthy, especially considering that, in my opinion, there are two albums that I don't think was better than uh, a Tribe. You know, Migos and Rhapsody, both good albums. Culture was a dope album. Layla's Wisdom is a dope album. But I think I agree. Uh, I don't know about Layla's Wisdom. A tribe album is better than those albums, in my opinion. I just think that the campaigning did not go on, and well, you almost forgot about Tribe album. My thing is this, man. You know, I hope that the camp for Tribe Called Quest, you know, because sometimes people get beyond themselves, like all of. Of the above are aware of the process of the Grammys. Right. So my thing is this: if you're gonna come back and you're gonna drop a cultural album 20 years later than your original, you know, works, then you're supposed to already have in place all things. Like if you want to win a Grammy, you need to have a Grammy team together. Yeah. That's there to make sure that the word is being spread, that the critical claims are coming, that the proper uh, articles are being written and the representation of it was are what yeah. they should be. And, yeah. and and you can't just go off of the fact. I think it's kinda I think it's kinda egotistical to think that just cause we dropped the album, like we're in the running for some shit. That ain't how this works. But let's just have ego. And Q tip know damn well he a legend. Oh he know that and he's also known for having an ego. Yeah. But so that that's what makes it less you know, like all respect. This is my one of my favorite producers of all time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I would, you know, it, it yeah. almost hurts to speak on this like this. But I ain't gonna just say shit because right. people want me to say shit. Like, right, I'm gonna say right, how right. I feel about it, and I feel like, you know, there were steps to be taken to get that Grammy. You know, and honestly, it was a phenomenal album. But was it? You know, because I remember it dropping. It dropped right around the time that J. Cole dropped last year. I think Cole was before a little, little bit before that because Cole was nominated last yeah, year. And right, right. I think he didn't win last maybe year. Maybe so, but, maybe yeah. so. But I just remember a few Christmas. Yeah. I remember the early winter months, fall, late fall, early winter months because I was working out at the time. I just remember working out all the time to the mm -hmm. Tribe album. And it was it was amazing, man. It was good to hear Busta Rhymes on there. It was people on the album that I love to hear. However, you know what I'm saying? We ain't, no, I just think you no, can't. No, no, you. It, it came out December 9th, twenty sixteen. Right, same time as uh, about the same time. Yeah. I just remember I it because of what I was it. doing, not really because I was no, on right. point with I, the dates. Maybe because here's the thing: Drake album, Drake's album, um, uh, uh, More Life. Mm -hmm. They did not so. Submit that for for uh for Grammys for Grammys, and I think it was because he knew he was gonna lose. Probably I don't care if he thinks he's gonna lose, but let me tell you how <laughs> I think that's selfish. 
personally. It is selfish. Because there are people who contributed. there are people who contributed to the album that deserve an opportunity like to get a Grammy. Like our Super Mario. Man, it's, our it's friend uh, Major Seven. Yeah. Like, that, like, like, how do you think that feels, man, to know that you put your work into something and now you finally made it to work with one of the biggest artists in the world and because that person doesn't want to participate in... The world, you know, in, in the industry, you're you just out of luck. Respect like, the producers, engineers, respect songwriters. Everybody, respect your managers, respect everybody who would receive some type of accolade. Or had from, a moment. Because even to be nominated is a big deal. You know it what I'm saying? It means everything to be nominated, man. That's a good I didn't think about that. It is some fuck shit. Now yeah, that you say that's some that. bullshit, man. That's like, some I, fuck I don't shit. got time for that shit. Like, I'm like, bro, come on, man. Like, if you got people working with submit, you, submit your, submit your, you, your submit album. Submit your album. The, the people deserve it, not. Not just you, because if I'm not mistaken, that that quote unquote mixtape was nominated. Um, what's that? Uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. Something like that, bro. That if you're an independent artist, man, and you have this the wherewithal in yourself to submit your album for Grammys, you could possibly win. Yeah. Nobody making music should not, at some point, want to go and be a part of the highest one of the highest, uh, you know. Um, trophies in the land or, or achievements in the land in our career you know it doesn't come with money it doesn't come with everything but it does come with um you know prestige man so it's like yo i want that i want that just to have it so when people walk it's no better it's no different than getting a plaque you know what i mean like it's yeah. not like the, a plaque system where like Okay, you don't want your plaque that's on you but i'm at least able to call up and order my plaque because i helped you write your song but I can't do that for the Grammys. If don't nobody didn't put the song in there, we all jacked That's up. a good point, man. I, I, I never, it didn't dawn on me. That's, yeah, that's some fuck shit. Cause yeah, that's that I'm thinking about Super Mario, Major 7. Right. You know, some of these people, you know, that might all be the their homies. first. All yeah. the homies. <clears throat> that's one. That's, that's huge for people, man. Yeah. Hmm. Good point. But I'm just surprised J. Cole. Of course, he didn't have any really big singles on his album. And nobody really talked about the album that much in terms of just, you know. It was all right. Y'all know it so, was all right, man. It was. No, it was so much so, I thought it was not even eligible, but it was December 9th. So you're right. Yeah. He was right around the same time. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. But that's that. So, anyway, y'all, um, chime in. Let us know what y'all think. You know, what albums, you know, do y'all think are going to win? Was right. anybody snubbed, in your opinion? You know, right. let us know. But we got a great show today, man. Great show. Great show today. Great show. You know what I'm saying? I Standard, J Hatch. Black Bell Beats, Chris Wells, you know what I'm saying? Yep. I mean, and we got beat breaks from both of them, too. Yeah. You know and this is, um, this is also kind of an introduction to something we're getting ready to start doing. Uh, for those that listen to us, you know, today we're also announcing that we are about to do Free Game Live. Yeah. And so basically what we're going to do is we're going to have um, uh, in-studio guests. Yeah. We're going to have in-studio audience. Um, we're also going to... Take questions from people who visit. Are we doing it this Friday? Uh, it won't be this Friday. Okay. Uh, we're actually in the process of just kind of ordering our steps on it. So okay. it may kick off in January. Okay. I kind of think okay. it's probably safe. So we may test it and see how it works during Because you know us, man. We got to get it right before we yeah. really take off. But I do want to just kind of let people know that we'll be doing that. And so some of our listeners and people from all over the world, We'll be pulling up and stopping in to kick it with us, talk with down. us, and we're gonna uh, really step the content up on it as far as um, visually and um, just everything. Just know that we're like really working hard to make this a better podcast for all of our listeners. 
um, it's really dope to step out in our communities and find out that people are really listening to the show. Yeah. I mean, we know that we have numbers for the show, but it's really cool to step out and really see that it is affecting uh, people and hopefully positively. So, um, so yeah, man, we we're gonna we're gonna take a beat a brief. Uh, let me get my words together, guys. We're gonna take a beat break. Uh, I think. Uh, uh, Who's giving us a beat this week, man? I think we're going to do I two. think we need to get – Black Bell needs to drop us a beat, man, straight yeah, up. We I need so one too. of those beats for him. Matter of fact, I want – can you play the beat for us that, like, helped you win this contest? Like, I know you had a whole set. Which one do you think – give us the one that you think set it up for you. Like, it was like after this one, everybody was like, all right, that's it. So, yeah, we're going to get a beat from him. I think Chris Wells is going to give us one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it, man. That's so, it, man. Thanks for listening. Thanks you for listening. Me? Yeah, me, it's you. Yeah, it's you. Back to the free game producer podcast. We got a very special segment, a very special um setup today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We uh I'm Brian Andre. I got the big homie, the super producer, the Margie Platinum producer, Will Power in the building. Yeah, yeah. And I got Travi on my uh, left hand side. How you doing, Travi? Hey, what's good? Last night, uh I accompanied Will Power to an I Standard event. Uh I think it was called Beast of the Beats. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like a little celebrity producer. Kind of cipher thing, uh, I believe. Afterwards, and um, Will had this idea to to bring uh, the winner on the show, yeah, as well as uh, Jay Hatch from yeah, I, I know Standard. people. You know, what I'm saying yeah. I know people. I know I know the owners and the presidents and shit. You and know normally, what I'm <laughs> normally we record on Wednesdays, but Will was like, we ought to just do something special tomorrow. Yeah, so nah, we, it's super dope. So we all are here. We got Jay Hatch with us, and we got the winner, uh, Black Bell Beats. You know what I'm saying? All the way from France. Yeah. In the building. I do want to say something real quick, man. Like, we had Jay Hatch before on the show, mm-hmm. um, on one of our earlier episodes. But I want to say that I Standard is so dope, man. Yeah. Like, it's really dope. And I know for me, being with Willpower, I met Willpower at an I Standard event. Yeah. Back in 2013, I believe, was B-Camp. And nothing happened. We just met. We connected. But the power of networking is so strong. Yeah. Because later, months down the road, I applied for an internship. And I wasn't sure, you know, but once I walked in, it was because we had known each other from a networking event. Mm -hmm. Everything was moving. And what, four or five years later, here we are. So shout out to uh, networking and shout out to iStandard. You know what I'm saying? If you're a young producer out there, you know, trying to get in the game, just go show yourself. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's cool, man. One of the things I love, man, and I've been family with with iStandard for, what, a long time now. I can't even count the years up. But, yeah. And, I mean, it started out, man, you know, Jay Hatch used to invite me just to come talk to young producers and just kind of tell my story or 
just be a part of events. And as it kept going, I started to see how it was growing. And I was watching how it was really starting to take shape and affect people. You know what I mean? Like producers were coming in. It would start out, you know, the, the producers weren't quite as good as they are now. They used to come to the shows. and then, But some of those guys are now extremely incredible producers. And so the growth of this thing has just been exponential. And I just think that... Uh, you know, anyone who's out here doing music it, in, on the production level, it, even now in songwriting, it's like our standard is the standard for it. And I think that if that was the goal, you guys are all the way on it. But I'm going to let Hats tell everybody about it, kind of talk about what it was that was going on this weekend. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jay Hatch. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. What up? Thank you for having me. Appreciate <laughs> appreciate being here after a crazy weekend. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I, you know, I standard has been around now for 13 years. Mm. Um, my partner and I, Don Napoli, you know, we started this based on the reasoning that we were trying to build relationships in the game where we didn't want to have to chase specific people in the music industry to get heard. Mm. You know, because we both managed artists and, and producers and songwriters at the time, and it was. You know, just a game of running around to these labels and trying to find people to listen to your music and, right. you know, even compete on a level of where, you know, sometimes people just know other people and have, you know, friendships within the industry. So we said, why not create a platform where we can bring out talent and kind of almost do their job for them right? in a way. You know what I mean? And since our first show back in March 2005 um, at a little rinky-dink, you know, hole-in-the-wall club in New York that only fit about 130 people, and we rammed that place up with like 300 plus people. Right. And you got like Buck Wild, Easy Mo B, Lenny S as your Ooh. judges. Wow. Like off the rip, you're like, okay. We got, we got something. something we got yeah. something, right. You know, and um, you know, Don and I had met through, uh, I used to do a lot of artist showcases back in the day called Faces in the Crowd was one of them. And we helped Chrisette Michelle get her deal at Island Def Jam. Wow. So what happened was all these A&Rs and all these managers were coming to our show now to say like, yo, who's the next rapper? Who's the next, you know, artist? Um, singer, whatever, and then he had an artist in my show by the name of Budite Knights. They were from Jersey, kind of like a, a Wu Tang Clan type of thing. And uh, you know, he just approached me one day and he said, "Yo, have you ever thought about doing this for, for producers?" Hmm. And at the time, the only thing that was really going on was like Beat Society, dynamic producer, but there wasn't like a real event where people got educated based on the music they played, as opposed to just being for entertainment, like a beat battle type of thing. You know what right, I mean? Right. Right. And we said, "Listen, we don't want to just—it's not for entertainment purposes. We want to really help people." and inject some education into the game and give them feedback and let them know how to prepare for the next time they get in a similar situation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one thing led to another. We met at Cat's Deli um, in the middle of New York. And I said, you come up with some ideas, I'll come up with some ideas, let's see how it works. Right. We literally handed each other the same piece of paper. Wow. Nice. And we just looked at each other and we were like, let's go. <laughs> and that's how, the, that's how the dream started. That's you know what I'm dope, man. That's really dope, man. I think that, you know, you guys having that foresight is is really the reason why this whole thing is successful because I'm watching you know the steps as they go and I and I know that this is not just happenstance it's planning it's you know it's projecting it's it's knowing that there's an end game for this thing and I've watched you guys move over heavy into management i've watched you guys get placements done i've watched you make opportunities for people songwriters are budding publishing deals are happening and more importantly like you guys are really connecting guys that probably wouldn't talk to each other if we didn't have like i standard to go through to make it happen so Absolutely. 
I'm, I'm, I've been producing a long time, man. Some people would say the position I'm in, I would be considered on already. But I use our standard very heavily in my works, you know. So I never say no. I always say anytime you guys need me, I'm there because I know what it, it means to me and for the culture. And so I just I'm appreciative of you guys even being down to do the podcast with us. I think this is awesome, man. So appreciate it. It's crazy because you know, you, we kind of feel the same way. Like, you know, a lot of times it will come up, especially after a weekend like this, like a beat camp weekend, beats to the beats. Everybody's right. like, yo, you know, Hatch, Don, Sis, thank you so much for what you're doing for the culture. Right. And, you know, we appreciate you guys. And, you know, meanwhile, we're living in the bubble. Like, right. we're, we're still out here working just still as hard hustling. as everybody right. else. So <laughs> when people compliment us, we're, it's like you almost don't know how to take it. Right. you're just like, are we still grinding too? Like, right. this, yeah, yeah, we, we're doing some things. But if it wasn't for these guys, you know, we, we couldn't even do this event. If it wasn't for the great team we had, like, everybody that works for us is a producer. They all, you know, have their own vision and dreams. But somehow this iStandard vehicle allows people to – get a little bit closer mm-hmm. based on providing those opportunities knowing right. somebody like yourself being able to bring all these people in here to just have a chance to spend the afternoon with you and listen to you speak and, and share your knowledge and you know it's, it's like one big community man right. like there's nothing like it it really isn't yeah I was saying that the other day I was like you know how when people define hip-hop they usually say it's like uh, art then it's dance then it's rap well, they need to add the producer to it, man. Like, we're, you know, we're right in there. It's, it's DJing. It's all of those things. And now the culture is starting to kind of define itself to the point where, like, even without the other things, we could maintain. We could easily become, you know, a viable just entity within itself. Yeah. And so I just think it's interesting, man. I think that, you know, you guys deserve a salute, man, for being, like, forward-thinking forward thinking on that 13 years ago that's that's I, crazy i definitely agree with that i think i was just talking to someone about how just networking can i just prefer authentic networking and you guys really like set a tone for that i think in today's culture and i think that's super dope too thank you back with what you're saying and also i mean just the forward thinking is, is never stops you know like we got to understand like there's producers out here that don't have health care there's producers out here that don't have a 401k. Don't tell me you're going into that lane now, Uh-oh. next, bro. You're hey. going into that lane now. <laughs> That's, That's what I'm talking. I about, mean, it's man. it's a it's a it's an infancy stages, but we, we're starting to work out like a structure and a framework yeah. for something that like long term investors, you know, hedge fund things. Like just you know, there's I mean, there's all, all kinds of ideas floating around. We have some TV, you know, things we're working on. We have some other event things we're working on. We're, yeah. we're looking to build our management team out more, you know, publishing company. We just signed a, a pretty dope deal with a company out in L.A. to do more stuff for film and TV for our clientele. So dope. we're going to be able to, like, facilitate much more in a systematic and strategical way as opposed to being so tactical where we have to mm-hmm. physically be there so much. Right, you know right, what I'm right. Saying? Yeah, I can imagine that's kind of taking a toll because one thing I, I can say um, through all of the years that I've known you, I've never been to a show where, like, at least one or two of you guys, the, like, the owners or the leadership of the the, yeah. the whole thing is there. Well, that, so, that's had that's had to change a little bit just in order for us to grow. You know, yeah. we have we have great people. You know, Sis, Premise, Juan, Mike, Craig, yeah. PJ. All these guys are capable of doing pretty much whatever we do right, at this point right. because they know and they know the expectation level but they also embrace the brand like the yeah. most important part of what we do has always been our people 
Yeah. You know, there was a time when me and Don were doing all of that. Yeah, I like, remember. We were going through every producer that came in. We right. were communicating. We were setting up all the back-end documents. We Crazy. were, you know, booking the hotel rooms. But now we have a whole team that allows us to focus on, you know, the bigger They're thorough, too. I, I will say that, man. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know how I am, bro. You guys got to hit me like six times just to get <laughs> Just to get an all right, let's go. But, you know, but they're thorough, man. You know, I'll get a text from you, and then I'll get a text from Mike, and then it'll just keep rolling. And it's like, okay, they done passed the word around that Willpower's being slack over here. So <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, but Speaking of that, I don't want to take for granted that our listeners actually know what all iStandard does because I'm looking on the iStandard Instagram page, and there's so many things from the mogul meeting to the iRide experience to the um, – the studio experience. There's so much. So what all does iStandard offer? Well, iStandard is a is a multi-faceted brand that just really creates different opportunities for creators in general. You know, when we first started, we focused on the, the beat maker. You know, mm-hmm. how do we get this, this beat maker from here to a place where they feel more confident about their music, you know, more educated about where they want to go, what their career can look like mm-hmm. and then also okay once you've done the show once you've done a, like what's next and then we created the beat camp you know so we got the showcase we have the in-studio experience which is about a little more intimate some of the smaller markets that maybe doesn't have a lot of uh you know industry presence whatever the case may be uh, we have the i write experience now where we were putting songwriters in the same uh focus as the producer, because right now, you know, the climate of the industry is you really just can't shop too many beats. You know, unless you have a direct relationship with the artist and you kind of know where they're going, throwing a beat out there is, is a lot less likely to place unless you right. have some sort of idea, concept, or topic that leads the, the artist to that, you know, place. Um, we also do Beat Camp, which you guys experienced this weekend. We do that now in four cities. Uh, we also, uh, you know, what we do is we pretty much take over an audio school for the weekend bring out people like Will Power, other esteemed producers, writers, executives, engineers to uh, help, again, facilitate an educational experience that leads to conversations about, like, maybe is this career for me? Am I, am I approaching it right? Um, am I ready? Mm-hmm. All these things are, are part of that whole process. We also consult other uh, brands that we do our event at, so A3C, yeah. South by Southwest, We've been doing the ASCAP Expo now for the last, I think, 10 or 11 years with the opening event for that, which is the yeah. biggest creator, you know, event of the year for right. the most part. And then we have, you know, management where we manage, uh, you know, a slew of clients and consult as well. So, you know, we've worked with uh, Focus for the last, like, three to four years. Uh, we manage a girl named Cadence, a singer-songwriter, which most of you guys know about out here that follow us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valley So Wavy. Um, and sexy drops all came through the I standard incubation system right. of finding great talent, putting them on the stage, and then when you know I was telling somebody today like how do you know like when you're really attracted enough to a, a, a producer and want to work with them? And I said I have a simple test. It's like when I hear the music in the back of my hair, you know, the, yeah. the, neck, the hair in the back <laughs> of my neck stands up like I, it's automatic for me. I just you know I feel like there's a connection. So. Yeah. We do all those things. And then I have a couple, you know, I, I have the mogul status brand that I, you know, have on my own, which I do mogul meetings. I have my book, you know, how I left my job, made it in the music industry. Um, I also consult. I also host several other events. And I, 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 I consult other brands under that name as well. And that's a little bit more personal, just other things that I've been involved in over the years yeah. as well, too. We that's create dope. a lot of different things. 
That's really dope. Um, so, like, for iStandard, like, I, I know that there's a website and for, a, you know, a place for people to go to get the information to figure out how to get into the shows. Um, is it a larger market type of system or do you guys actually kind of get off into some of the B markets as well? Like, and, and if if not or so, how does a person who's like, say, in like Columbus, Georgia, able to get to a uh, you know, get to an iStandard event or be a part of something iStandard? Do they need to move to bigger cities or do you guys kind of get? Well, we, you know, we do all the majors, you know, obviously the LA's, Atlanta's, you know, Miami, you know, New York, Dallas, Chicago, all those big cities. Mm -hmm. But we've hit like, you know, St. Louis, Columbus, Ohio, mm -hmm. Detroit, um, which is actually a growing market for us, Houston, um, Hartford, Connecticut, Boston, you know. But what we do in those cities is, again, as we do the in-studio experience, A, it keeps costs down for us, allows for a more intimate experience uh, for the producer to get that one-on-one -on -one in the studio as opposed to being in a club, maybe where some, they're not used to being on a stage or they're not used to having the lights in their face like right. that, you know. Mm -hmm. It's a little shocking when you get up there and, and Yeah, no, it gets know, real. It gets real. <laughs> Plus, they don't even know how to hold a mic sometimes. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, but the idea really stemmed from people that came to our events from other cities. Mm -hmm. Like, when we first started in New York, what would happen is, like, you know, these guys would come from Philly, you know, right. and be like, yo, is there a way for us to do this out there? And that's really how Sizz came along. You know, Sizz was an artist that did a lot of my events prior to iStandard. Right. And then, you know, we kind of fell into the system with iStandard, coming to those shows, performing. Eventually, we you know, we'd go to Philly, he'd help out. And then, like, he would be somebody who we just saw this amazing grind in where he would, like, three days out of the week come to New York perform at a show, go home, work, come back on the bus, perform work, you know what I'm saying? And we just saw, like, we saw something in him and he embraced the brand. So he would go out and say, hey, my homie in, you know, um, Charlotte, North Carolina has got a dope club. He's willing to give it to us for free. You know, can we start putting together an idea to do a show there? All right, cool. Let's see who's in the area, what producers are there, you know, what type of industry is already there. Mm -hmm. Reached out to people, see if they were down to judge or get involved and help support. What media was there, what blogs were there. Um, and then little by little, like this thing went from like one city once every three months to 80 events a year and 36 markets. Ooh. Wow. You know, it's like we do 102 events a year. Man, that's like being on tour, bro. Like straight up. Right. Pretty much. So, all right. So international because we have uh, an extra guest here yeah. who actually won the Beast of Beats this week. And so yeah. I'm trying to figure out if. So is this international now or did, you know, do people just hear about it internationally and then come to us? Well, what happened is we used to have a, we used to have a lot of international producers come to the events. And I know it gets harder and harder with visas and, mm. you know, it's just hard to travel in general these days with just what's going on in the world. So we used to have a lot of producers coming from Poland and, and Switzerland and Germany and what would happen is is that you know these guys would come to the event but there was really not much more for them to do afterwards so we created an online producer event which wow. we are now revamping so we're going to launch that sometime in february or march something sis is putting together right now but what happened was how this all really came to fruition was that pino uh, the producer is a producer that was in our show a couple years ago yeah. he made it to beats to the beats in new york and you know he had this grand idea about wanting to kind of almost franchise the iStandard brand, but he also wanted to have some ownership and have his own, you know, insight on what this should be. And he kind of, you know, he gave me a call one day and, you know, kind of almost wanted a blessing. Like, you know, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. I would love to do yeah, a producer respect, showcase. Yeah. 
in yeah, the UK. Right. He's like, you know, we want to have our own format, but we want to also have the affiliation so that we could, you know, kind of, you know, expand the brand on, you know, mm-hmm. with high standard. And I was like, man, like, let's do it. Like, it was flattering. Right. But it's also for us to do it on our own would take so much. So to have somebody there who was already yeah, on so... on the ground, boots on the ground out there, yeah. Yeah, and yep. so, like, dialed into the brand. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he was somebody who just really enjoyed the community of it. You know, and for him to call and just, like, want to make us a partner. And I can tell you right now, there's been a lot of people that have done our show that maybe weren't happy with didn't win, or right. they, but they want to take advantage of the opportunity, so right. they started doing their own show, yeah, 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 yeah. which is cool. Flame but flame. I, <laughs> but I just kind of feel like you know you got to make a decision. Like you want to drive a Kia, you want to drive a Lexus. Hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and at this point, like you can't catch up to the Lexus if it started 13 years ago. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Man, right. But um, so Pino, you know, said, hey, I want to start doing this about a year from now. Started planning it out. You know, you know, we kind of helped him, consulted him a little bit on how to do it. And then he started this brand called Instros Only and flew me and uh, uh, the first year was me and Focus. Last year was me and Ilman. This year is me and Cardiac um, in May. And these guys basically were in the last showcase. And it was Fuego Beats and it was Black Bell. And it was probably the closest ever in terms of like scoring trying to decide like who should because part of the prize was we you know airbit would fly them to the states you know get a slot in the show get accommodated and they would be in beast of the beast it was a big deal people would come to the states to perform in front of some of the the best in the game and wow. these two guys were just i mean the whole show was amazing right like, there was the bet the worst producer there was the best was producer the, right. anywhere else for the You're most right. part yeah so you know fuego comes up and he knocks it out the park. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're all just like, there's no way it can get any better than right. that. <laughs> and then the next guy comes up and it was dope. You know, it just kept going. So at the end of the night, we had to make a decision. And we actually went with Fuego Beats because we just kind of felt like there was something about his style that stood out a little bit more. But also, we, you know, we just kind of felt like since it was so close, we offered the opportunity to uh, Black Bell. And it just so happens, you know, opinions are, you know, is what really makes this thing happen. Right. And Scoring-wise, you know, Black Belt came out victorious. Yeah, yeah. But seeing this guy, you know, the one I'm going to say this before we let him speak because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of this guy because he, know, you know, even though he's from somewhere it's like, probably not a lot of music things going on, like, he is one of the most humble people you'll ever meet. Right. Like, you know, when he meets an executive or a celebrity or somebody in the game, he's just so, like, polite and he knows how to communicate. He gets it. He's, he's hungry. He's not thirsty. But he's, also, but he's also not overbearing about anything, too. Right. You know, he'll DM you just to say, hey, what's up? Just want to check in with you. You know, hope everything's good. Maybe he'll send you a link to some music. But it's like you want to listen because you know the type of person he is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when he gets to the States and he's excited to be here, you know, he knows that networking is so important. He knows that quality is so important. He knows all these things that a lot of people that have been doing this shit for so long they don't, don't have those qualities. Yeah, it just doesn't right. absorb it. But he gets it. Right. Like, these guys get it. It's embedded in like their DNA now because they've seen either other people do it or they just respect it so much. Well, you know, I, I, I think that, I think honestly, that's another thing that people are learning from the iStandard brand. We're being forced to network. Exactly. Like, I, that I, was what I was saying. You know saying, what I mean? Like, like when yeah. I come to the event, like if I want to or not, I have to talk to people. Right. You know what I mean? And I have to, you know, I have to make it make sense. So I think that that's part of what we're all learning 
you know, in the process within itself. And it's like, it's nothing worse than you running up on somebody and just not having your shit together and it, it goes totally bad. But yeah. you learn that because you're being forced to, you know, to deal with it in these types of environments. So, you know. Probably one of the, the hardest things to teach somebody is to network. Right. Because, you know, communication is is something that people struggle with all day, especially in today's environment where we have, you know, we're, we're doing this all day. Right. We're not even talking to people anymore. And people right. think of because they have somebody's email or Instagram, they have a relationship all you of a sudden. You, you know what that. I mean? Right. So you got to balance it out. But yeah. you got you to gotta show it through experience. And I think when people come to these events, they see an organic growth of just people flocking to each other and talking and then sometimes like you may have, that person might even be from your own city you don't even know that they're there that that talented mm-hmm. and next thing you know you click up and you got something you can start you, you know what i'm saying start, right. like strength is in numbers that's super dope well, amazing so listen i want to introduce the winner of the uh beast of the beats 11, 11. wow that's crazy that sounds crazy to me uh it's black bell beats Mm-hmm. That's it, man. Me, bro. I, first off, you're going to have to explain the name, but welcome to the show, man. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Yo, yeah. so last night was crazy. You know what I mean? Like, you got up there, and like Hatch said, you had a really humble exterior, but boy, <laughs> it was blowing shit up in there. So, disrespectful. very disrespectful <laughs> beats, man. So, you know what I'm saying? Thank you, bro. Uh, you know, tell everybody where you're from and, like, your experience. What was this for you, man? Man, I'm Black Bell Beats uh, out of a city named Amiens in France, mm. uh, near Paris, like up north. Um, English is not my native language, so if I search my words, you know, it's all good. don't get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I'm 26 years old. Uh, been making tracks since, like, five or six years now. Wow. Uh, first time overseas, so that's a blessing to be here. Man. Nice. Wow. Welcome. So, uh, thank you. So, welcome to Atlanta. Yeah, welcome to ACL, <laughs> bro. Yeah. First step in the country in Atlanta. That's dope. That's dope. Uh, yeah, so uh, first time I got out of my, of my house to make some music in front of people, that was in London. Like uh, Pino producer, who is the the main guy of Instruments Only, uh, he bumped to me on Facebook actually. I added him like randomly because he's uh, the um, chief, the, the the sound designer of Crazy Keys, mm. and I knew Crazy Keys actually. So I just oh shit, that's dope. So sent a message He's like, yo, <laughs> man, uh, I got this showcase going on like uh, in a few in a few weeks. Why don't you come through? So I was like, okay, dope. I see focus on the lineup. I was like, yeah, I'm a fan, so I'm, go- I'm going to check this out. Nice. And next thing you know, I end up like third place winner. I was, I, w- I just wanted to, you know, experience the, the thing and go play my beats and go back home. So yeah, that was that was like a blessing. So I was like, okay, my my stuff is pretty decent, maybe. So yeah, next thing you know, the, um, there was another event like in May, May 20, 2017. Yeah. So in mind was the 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 the, the judge that AJ Hatch uh, brought, and I knew in mind through his like uh, his podcast, um, not his podcast. He got a, a club, a beat club, like yeah. in mind mm-hmm. producer club. So I was already a part of this of this club since uh, a couple of years, and so I was like, okay, I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna. I'm gonna knock it out. There it is. So I got there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I ended up uh, second place. Fuego, my man Fuego XB, who who is with us like today. Yeah. 
he ended up winning the he ended up winning the the contest and the the thing was that Jay Hatch allowed me to to participate to the to the beast of the beat so yeah well that's so dope. I'm here I'm here at your table today so that's dope yeah <laughs> man I mean listen it was uh it was a tough contest it was tough so you you know you you made it man I mean it, it was some crazy talent in there and I mean from even the first day when I, you know because I was on the panel for the I was judging the first night I think yeah. it was I think it was like 80 producers the first night it was crazy sitting through that, you know, and like watching people kind of peel off. It was tough sending some of those people home. It was like that guy didn't really deserve to go home. He was dope. or You know, so this is really just about, you know, uh, having the skill set and to be able to like, like, like Hatch said, you know, kind of touch nerves and get people excited about the music. So you clearly understand that. What, um, how is it? overseas how is it different overseas than it is here as far as production because you coming here and winning in america that's a big deal because like we're real Huge like deal. We're, we're super picky we're particular we're um egotistical like we're fatty like we're we're into things one minute then next minute we're not you know like and like honestly I've always, every time I've gone overseas or been somewhere else, I've noticed that musically it felt like they weren't as up to date as us, maybe. You know, and this is certainly not an insult in any way, but I just, when I go places, it seems like they're maybe a few years behind us. They're not doing what we're doing now. But when you got on stage, it was like, you either been studying or y'all got something going on over there that we don't know about. And so could, could you explain that? Like... How is it there, and and how different is it from what's going on here? Um, so right now, I don't really know how it is in the states. Like I haven't experienced it like mm -hmm. here, but uh, in France, I mean, um, especially in hip hop, uh, producers really there's a lot of producers copying what's happening, what's happening right here. Mm -hmm. But there's a few like trying to you know stick out of the of the crowd because they're overseas and they're not really seen like. Right. Like in here, so I think there's a the thing that that it is right there is that um, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of different genres. Like hip hop is really, I think it's like the main genre, but the rock and roll scene is really it's really heavy. The mm. Electronic music is dope, and the African the African uh, culture is really present too. Wow. So when you go to Paris, in certain areas, there's like. A lot of different, a lot of different stuff. So, and you playing a band it. too, right? You playing a band that kind of fuses yeah. those different yeah, genres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The name is it's actually Dirty South Crew. Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> That's ironic. Yeah. That's dope. <laughs> that so the thing was like, um, we were from the south of our city in Amiens, and we th at that period we just uh, discovered uh, like Lil John, the Eastside wow. Boys, Yin Yang Twins, and stuff like that. So we were like teens and like, oh, why don't you? Why don't we be like Dirty South Crew and stuff? That's hard, so man. So that's what my cousin rapping, and the the project started started to to grow, and we added instruments. So my sister is playing violin since like uh, maybe 25 years. So we added the violin, added some guitars, added some stuff. So everybody was bringing his own his own touch to mm. to, to the thing. So in my production, I try to. I try to I try mix to mix things, yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't want you don't want to sound like like the next guy. 
That's dope. So, so, so after you know being in the contest and hearing so many different producers, what would you say you? can take away from being in this environment because you didn't just come here and end up in like a regular contest these were really some beast of the beats in this thing like these guys are there are guys on there that you know are moments away from being like some of the greatest producers ever so and you were right in there and then you won so what can you say that you took from that I mean um, that could have been someone else Because I think the levels were were pretty pretty high. Uh, what should I take away? I think collaboration is the thing. I mean, the the thing with with Big Camp is that everybody hang around for like three or four days. Mm. So we get together and we we want to build like the guy from there, there was a guy from Dallas, Zach Wood. He was like, yeah, man, uh, he booked the studio actually last night, but we were, we weren't able to to make it through. But it was like, yeah, man. Once you're there, we we're gonna send you some shit. We're gonna make we're gonna make something. So I think we we all want to collaborate. I mean, my roommate is Fuego X for for this trip, and yeah. we already started to make some tracks. So we know each other for like nine months. So wow, that's the we want to build. We want to build that. That's, that's the dope. Thing. That's hella dope. That 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 to me is what makes this special, bro. You know, I think that um, we're all learning every time we go to these events. And that, back to the authentic networking and stuff, too, it just puts you in a position from overseas to just, mm -hmm. like, yeah. be around like-minded minded people. Yeah, yeah, homies, producer homies in the U.S. now. Yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate your humility, man. I think that that is going to take you a long way. Of course, your talent is going to take you a long way. Your connections now, I hope, will take you even further man and so congrats on that and you know i can't wait to see you in the future and see what happens in your career man i'm looking forward to keeping up it. with you and seeing what's going on man and uh salute from the free game podcast and, bro. And, and let the uh, audience know where to find you yeah. on social media and we still want to know the name where you get that name from black oh, bell yeah. beats that's what we need to know <laughs> <laughs> what does this mean man actually that at the beginning that was supposed to be black belt like, i knew that like, man so i'm talking like, stuff and and the guy you fucked look up like on you the, might be a black belt on the, on the computer so that i yeah, ended up black belt beats so i kept it like, yeah. <laughs> he said, he said it's Guys messed up on a computer and made it black. It was supposed to be black belt. <laughs> <laughs> they made a black belt. She stuck with it. So, wow. wow. That's crazy, man. I so wanted, it was a mistake. Uh, that was a mistake, but, you know. Things happen for a reason. Yeah, things happen for a reason. Wow. So before we conclude, I wanted to know, considering, you know, you live overseas and everything, with music being kind of, there's a disconnect in terms of, you know, America and stuff. What music are you listening to now? Or, like, who inspires you? Good question. Um, in the U.S., the whole, the or whole even out that way, the whole selection, selection camp, mm -hmm. like okay. uh, like yeah. the Zero Fatigue, like uh, Smino, Raven Lane, uh, Monty Booker is the producer actually. So that type of joints, like yeah, Dope. yeah, that's the musicality, that's the knock. Yeah. So yeah, that album blew me out, blew me away. Uh, another. Another thing is more rock and roll. That was Alabama Shake. Like yeah. Alabama like, Shakes, yeah. Like two years ago, maybe that album, oh, yeah. like incredible like, album, blew blew my mind. Absolutely, it's yeah, refreshing yeah. to hear you talk about rock and roll because I love that like yeah. era and just 
Yeah, right. And in America right now, rock and roll is not right. I just it used to be, but we're not just not on it like that. Like I just posted a picture of like Joan Jett and like some people I love. And who's that? (laughs) Right. This is this this is black music. Joan Jett. Rock and roll is black music originally. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's dope. So where can we find you online? Social media. Social media is uh, Facebook. Twitter and Instagram at Black Bell Beats. The bell that you ring, not the belt that yeah. you wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey. That's dope, man. Nice, man. Yeah, man. Y'all give it up, man. Yes, All right, sir. so that's super dope. Appreciate um, yeah, man. Well, I would like to ask if you would leave a beat with us so we can also put it in our show For as, beat a, break. Sure. as a beat break. For sure. Um, I'd like to thank you, Hatch. Yes. And the entire I Standard Thank family, man. Because y'all, y'all, y'all so are much. not here with us, but they're all here. We got everybody in the building, man. We got Crack in here. We got Sick with it. We got Sound Junkies. We got Chris Wells. Everybody's in the building today. Fuego's with us. It's crazy in here right now. So um, I just want to say thank you, man. You know, uh, and we're going to do this again because I know you're going to just keep stepping up this ladder. And I'm going to keep being right behind you. (laughs) Yeah. All right, yo, so thank you. Peace. You can say that you love me, say that you hate me, you can say anything cause I am, say it all cause I am. We live, Ray J voice. Yeah, live? we live. <laughs> Charlemagne, we live. Okay, we live. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to the Free Game Producer Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Ray, and I got the super producer, the big homie, the multi platinum producer, Will Power in the building. What up, homeboy? What it do, man? What it do? What we it in do? here? We got Travi in the building. What's good? You know, you know what I'm saying. We got a, a house full up at the Great Matter Collective facilities. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We, uh, Will and I. Well, Will's been busy all weekend with, yeah. with iStandard. Yeah. Right. And if you don't know about iStandard, you need to look it up. It's a, the number one producer, like, you know, uh, event. Platform, platform, the whole you know nine, yeah. They had an event last night where they had yeah. a, a contest. I think it was like, what is it? Um, uh, Beast of the Beast. Beast of the Beast, yeah. where they had just a huge competition. And we had the second place uh, runner-up uh, in the studio with us right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. His name is uh, Chris Wells, you know what I'm saying? From my hometown, so you know... You know, I was having all my ears perked up when he played his beats last night. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. City. <laughs> and, and the shit was banging, y'all. Yeah, it was Beats crazy. was banging, you know what I'm saying? So we had Chris. Well, how you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good. I don't think my mic's on. It's on. It's on. It's on. <laughs> yeah, it's on. You I'm, doing, I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good, man. <laughs> That's yeah. what's up, man. So, yeah, um, how did you get involved with the, uh, the, the uh, I Standard competition? Oh, man. Uh, well, shout-outs to Project Hall of Fame. My boy Dorian Miller, a.k.a. Still Not a Hero, pretty much hooked me up on it about five, six years ago. Okay. Yeah. I did my first showcase in Detroit, and I had a lot of learning to do because I realized I sucked at the time. Wow. Okay. So, you know, I did, I've been doing a lot of building, and here I am. Okay, cool. And you say you're from Detroit, Michigan? Yes, sir. West Side, right? 
Yeah. So yep. Evergreen and uh, born, born? E, born East, raised West. Okay. Yeah, born in Evergreen area. Okay, oh. nice, nice. So how did you get started producing? Uh, it was about 16 years ago. Okay. Uh, my uncle was in a band called Fresh back in the day, man. He used to do a lot of affiliation with Motown. Okay. Nice. So, I, you know, it's kind of been, you know, it's definitely in, in your band. blood. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. He had a lot of bro- brothers too, right? Yeah, he got a lot of brothers. Well, my dad included. Oh, so, so you had a lot of brothers. You oh, got yeah, the brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got five brothers, man. Yeah. yeah. They uh, they try to get a girl. They end up with six boys. Wow. <laughs> I like how y'all rolled in. Y'all rolled together like y'all got the similar shirts. You know, it's like a movement, you know. Right. Producers take note. You know, when you're trying to promote and brand yourself, you know, get a team of people. Right. Dressed the same and just kind of mobbing the event. Nah, it, yeah. it was dope, man. Like, <laughs> when, I, when I got to the event, uh, you know, to the events over the weekend, you know, they, were, they stood out because... Like you said, they had a uniform situation going on. But even more importantly, like, it's like four or five of these guys that look like they just, you know, fell out of a, a an asteroid or something, man. They got, this, <laughs> you know, they all got big hair, man. You know what I'm saying? These big personalities. It's like, you know, immediately I wanted to know who these guys were. Like, who are they? Where are they from? What are, you know, what's the play? And then, you know, it happens every night. You know, they were... Um, eliminating producers each night it was like it started out with like i want to say 80 maybe 80 producers and then each night they were just peeling people away man and so this guy gets up on stage man and he's got this big afro and all of a sudden i hear these amazing synths and shit going on on the beat i'm like what what just happened of course he kept winning you know what i'm saying and so it was just really dope to watch it man and you know i got a chance to talk to him after i did a panel that's when I kind of got his story. Can you tell the people, man, what you went through just to get to Atlanta to be a part of this this situation? Man, it was it was crazy, man. Well, first of all, like about two, three weeks ago, uh, my keyboard for my computer, uh, one of my brothers spilled beer all, beer all over it. <laughs> so I'm mad. That was a $150 keyboard. So hey, that, you? <laughs> he said he was going to replace it. So I'm like, that's all good. Go down in the basement to grab something for my beats and whatnot, and my basement's flooded. So all the boxes for all my studio equipment was pretty much done. Mm. All my co- my comic book collection, all my clothes, all of that. Not the comic book. Wow. The comic book collection, oh, bro. man. So that was okay. I could deal with that. Started working on some music. Next thing I know, my main hard drive for all my projects since 2005, including all my drums, failed. So we trying to get that recovered. And then halfway getting the hard drive recovered on the computer, I get a a blue screen of death. If anybody knows what that is, that's when, you know, Windows pretty much just letting you know it's a wrap. So we tried to access that hard drive and uh, it was inaccessible. So now pretty much everything is gone. So now I have to go to a professional to get it physically removed off the hard drive and put into another one. Wow. So I had a a decision to make. Everything I was working on for Beast of the Beats was gone. Wow. So I was devastated. I mean, I I was brought down to tears, bro. Like, I didn't know what to do. And plus, we didn't have the money or the funds to get everything ready to even get down here. So my brothers, man, they all came together. We all tally up our money together. We put it, tuned it up in this car. We drove all the way down here, 12 hours. Mm. So, and they made it happen for me, man. And it took me literally a week to make everything that I did for Beast of the Beats. Oh, wow. All wow. seven beats, wow. yeah. So That's I worked. Crazy. That's yeah, crazy. I worked. Every time I got off of work, man, every day, 14 hours a day, straight, working on music, mixing, producing. Man, so I, you know what? That's to me. That's a testament to how this ended for you. You know what I'm yeah. saying, man? I mean, you put in some really hard work. Um, you know, we all know, man. It was like some real 
beast in yeah. this contest. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like people were really dropping amazing sets of music. And right. so I, I think your perseverance, man, is to be, you know, uh, you should be applauded for that, bro, because you, you, you. You, you put in some work to get here. Bro. Talk about resilience. Like, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. So yeah. so as a producer, man, like uh, being in the D, man, like what is it like? Like what's your what's your your life as a producer up there? Are you working with local artists? Are you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm uh, I'm working with a lot of local artists, uh, my brother included. Mathis Wells, we're part of the Wells Review. We're okay. working on at least three albums, actually a rock album, a hip-hop album, and a, uh, what's the other one, bro? The Complex Mixtape. Hey. Yeah, that's about to be dope. And I just dropped an album with my boy Ant Dent. Shout out to Ant Dent. Uh, it's called uh, 212-1012. We just dropped that last month. Hmm. And we did about 18 tracks on that. But I've been I've been doing a lot of work in Detroit. In fact, I'm two-time winner of March Madness producer beat battle there. Nice. Okay. Um, nice. I did a... Well, this isn't part of Detroit, but I'm actually top voted for the Beat Stars Prime Remix Contest. Nice. Okay. Yeah, for the whole Royce to 5-9 thing and yeah. everything. Yeah, Let's I was go. top go voted for that. Go ahead and stun a little bit, homie. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm trying to be humble about it. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta tell you where you're from, boy. Yeah, man. So, you know, it, it's been a long run, man. But yeah, in Detroit, that's pretty much what I'm doing. I'm trying to work with a few local artists. It's something I don't really want to talk about yet, but I actually got a major placement with Mickey Fax. Wow, man. Yeah. Mickey's cold, too. Yeah, bro. he's wow. cold. Dope lyrics. Yes, sir. Dope lyrics. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, so yeah. thank you, man. I really yeah. appreciate that. Well, man, listen, congratulations on what happened this weekend, man. You know, everybody kind of wants to be the winner, but I like to say I think you're a winner just as thank you. it didn't matter to me who came out on top. You know what thank I mean? In, Thanks, in life, this is what happens, man. And so you looked really good. I'm trying to figure out where the belt is. You had the yeah, belt. You know belt, what I'm man. saying? That man, was cold. I, we, I left it in the truck, man. My bad, dog. That's so 2004 Rasheed Wallace on the Pistons. <laughs> right, <laughs> Shout out to Uncle P for that, man. You the greatest for that, bro. Yeah, that's nice. super, super nice. cold, man. So, yeah, man, I just want to... Uh, where do you know, we follow you at on social media? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. man, you can find me on Instagram, Chris Wells, Wells with a Z. That's C-H-R-I-S-W-E-L-L-Z. Yep. You can find me on Twitter, uh, Real Chris Wells. Chris Wells spelled the same. You can find me on SoundCloud, Chris Wells. You can find me on Facebook, Chris Wells. I'll be on there a lot. And, yeah, that's pretty much it for now. All right, well, that's what's up, man. Like, well, normally on our show, man, we like to get a beat break. Okay. Uh, and uh, if you would, man, leave us something, man, to play on the podcast in between, oh, you definitely. know, uh, some of the stuff that we got going on. Can I give you my set for Beast of the Beast? Absolutely, I man. We'll show them what time it was. Yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? Well, that's dope, man. For sure. Thank you for jumping on the show with us, too, man. We really think that uh, you're, you're special, man. And uh, hopefully, man, we can help in any way that we can. And, I, you. you know, I know iStandard is always going to look you out. So For sure, man. Yo. I really appreciate it, man. Shout out to iStandard. Shout out to Airbit. Shout out to Chaotica. Shout out to SAE. Shout out to y'all, man. I really appreciate y'all. It's nothing but love in here. That's what it is, man. Thank That's you, bro. Thank you. All right.